Okay, let's start the show then. The show then. I hope you guys are ready. Oh yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I hope everyone else is as well. It's so exciting to do this. This is our first uh, AMA as uh, Koi Jumia Dao. I'm I'm really really excited. Um, can't wait to hear what you guys have to say and ask us. So, Neil, introduce yourself. Who are you? Sure. First of all, I want to start uh, with, um, yeah, thanks guys for joining us. Uh, just to mention, we will have like one hour today, you know, and if we have time at the end, you can ask your questions, right? First of all, I would like to ask you is to like and repost these spaces on so X algorithm will show us more. You know, I think it will be good for everyone. Um, and if you can follow Koi Network and Koi Jumuya, Jumia sorry, on social media, that would be awesome. I will also pin uh, the Koi Jumia DAO Telegram channel for you, it's actually at the top of this Twitter spaces. And I will also pin more uh, posts for you over there. And if you swipe left or swipe right, you can see them at the top over there, right? So that's, that's very, very um, easy. And uh, it will be nice that, you know, you can have it there. And it's like a nice option for you. Okay, so I'm going to start with myself. Uh, thank you, Betty. Um, so I'm Neo. I'm a part of the Koi Jumuya Dao, Dao, Dao team, and I'm involved here with content creation, especially videos, podcasts, and as you can see right now, uh, X Spaces as well. And I think that this is like a, a quickly introduce of myself. And what about you, Ben? Tell us a few words about you. Well, thank you, Neil, and uh, thank you for uh, letting us know where people can find more information about Koi Jumia and the Koi Network. Guys, please follow those two accounts. Um, my name is Betty Weatherero, and I am leading the Koi Jumia DAO. So what does that mean? Uh, well, you know, a DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization, and uh, what we do is we are uh, a home for all the enthusiasts, um, investors, developers, and ba basically anybody who's curious about Coin Network and would like to learn more, learn how to, you can contribute to the community and uh, build uh, with us. Um, yeah, and I basically lead this DAO with the intent to... Uh, get us to a point where we are a legal entity, we have our own voting mechanisms, and uh, we have our own processes. And so, you know, a little bit of independence and autonomy. Um, and yeah, our goal is to do this globally. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Betty. A very nice introduction. So uh, again, welcome to the first ever Koi Jumia Dao Ama with Warren Whitlock. Warren will join us pretty soon. Um, so uh, I'll just say Warren is a strategic advisor with the Koi Network. And as Betty said, she's a leader with the Koi Jumia Dao. That's just, uh, uh, can you just tell us, Betty, um, just a quick overview of what Coin Network is. And for those who are new as well here, let's give a really 
uh, TLDR on the project and the problems it's solving. Thank you. Okay, that is a very good and comprehensive question. Um, so let's start with Coin Network. So um, Coin Network is a corporate and uh, we are registered um, in the UK and Wales. Um, and uh, we are a permissioned private blockchain. Um, and what does that mean? It, be, it means basically uh, customer data, transactions, and so on. Um, our, our block explorer um, will have uh, permissioned access. In other words, not everyone can see your transactions, right? They can't, they can't tell uh, what you're, who you're sending to and so on. Um, and that's one of the first things, yeah. So um, in that, in that uh, way, we, you know, we, are, we are centralized in that regard, in the sense that you know, we are permissioned and uh, we are private. The other way that we are more or less uh, centralized um, is uh, in terms of how we are doing our node validation. We have our infrastructure being provided by our very capable team, at uh, technical team at uh, GoodBlock. And uh, we have our own internal systems and our internal infrastructure. Um, and so that is like, you know, an overview of how does uh, Coin Network operate and how is it, you know, how, what kind of status is it as a blockchain? Um, the next thing about Coin Network is that Coi is a network of businesses. And so we have, uh, um, you know, uh, collaboration and partnerships with businesses in various African countries. And that's why we are also a network. So one of the businesses in Kenya is called DotSend and DotSend provides uh, certain regulatory frameworks and uh, certifications, licensing um, uh, that they have acquired in Kenya uh, through their own you know, uh, registration and by meeting certain conditions with the Central Bank of Kenya. Um, and so they provide that um, you know, we, uh, that uh, they, they allow Coin Network to inherit those regulations, those licensing, and so on. All right. And then so uh, we have similar, you know, agreements and partnerships with other companies across the continent. And that's what makes us a network. Um, and again, uh, the last thing I would say is Coin Network is a network uh, also of, uh, community businesses, so businesses that are actually building on top of coins. These are the decentralized applications and businesses that are uh, going to be using the coin infrastructure to basically uh, conduct their online uh, business, and specifically uh, fintech and uh, and database management uh, areas. Okay, and so. You know, I'm also a startup uh, entrepreneur and my startup is called Green Trace and Green Trace uh, is going to be one of the uh, decentralized applications that will be uh, operating using the Koi infrastructure and in partnership with DotSend in Kenya. And what Green Trace focuses on, we have a coral restoration project in Kenya that we are uh, setting up. And then also, of course, we also do uh, plastic and and electronic waste, waste tracking. 
uh, we found a way to just keep track of this, uh, this waste. And uh, this is our, our, our approach to, you know, climate action and environmental impact. So circling back to Koi Jumia. So, you know, I mentioned earlier how these businesses um, find community in the Koijumia DAO. And one of the aspects of a DAO, of course, you have to have governance. Uh, we also focus on environmental impact, social impact. You know, there's a governance, there's a financial technology aspect of it where, you know, uh, you are uh, encouraging knowledge, you're encouraging growth for the businesses and so on. Um, and one of the things that we will talk about today when Warren joins us is the unusual businesses that you will be able to find on Koi Network. Uh, just given uh, because of the nature of where Koi is focused and Koi is focused mainly uh, in providing this infrastructure to African businesses, to African community members uh, and so on. So any other question, Nia? Um, at this moment, uh, I think that uh, you like uh, basically uh, totally explain this as it should be explained, if that makes sense, right? Very, very enjoyable. Thank you very much for that. Um, also, I will just uh, say to you guys, if you would like to ask your own questions, just leave them in comments of this uh, X spaces. We will also appreciate if you will uh, share this uh, spaces as well. If you don't know how to do that, I will explain this. At the bottom of the spaces, you got this uh, icon there that it's like three dots connected together. It's like the share icon. And then if you just click on share via post, right, it will arrive there. Just You just click post and that's it. We will really, really appreciate if you can help us with spreading this um, X spaces. That's the first thing. The second thing is if you want to uh, left a comment, the, the, the next to this icon, there is another one. If you click over there, you can left your questions. Uh, Gigi just left. Love the vibe in here. Thank you very much. We really appreciate that you guys having fun. Um, there's Actually, uh, I'm just scrolling the, the attendance and it's actually very nice. Thank you very much for being here with us. Um, so until, because uh, we've got um, questions here, uh, like, you know, you always kind of prepare for the show. Um, and uh, we're still waiting for Warren. So I think that maybe I can use some of these questions that I got prepared here. Um, so Betty can actually um, just answer to one of it as well. I think that I got some comment here again. Oh, Crypto City, thank you very much. Will Greentrace have an app? That's the question. Okay, that's a good question. Um, so Greentrace is going to be uh, a decentralized application that utilizes Koi's uh, fintech infrastructure to bring a solution to uh, an environmental crisis. All right. So for those of you who don't know, um, 
there's such a thing as a coral bleaching effect. Um, and what does that mean? So, you know, off, off the coast of your country, well, if you're, if you're not landlocked, <laughs> if you're not landlocked, but off the coast of uh, East Africa, uh, you'll find a coral reef and it's, it's a barrier that uh, prevents um, excessive, uh, you know, large waves from coming all the way inland, all right? Um, and uh, that uh, coral uh, barrier that coral reef is also home to you know a, a large variety of fishes it is actually the source of uh, income and livelihood for the fishermen along the coast you know and it's also um, of course vibrant and filled with life and color and what happens is when there's a bleaching effect the water temperature uh, of the water's uh, uh, where these corals are growing and living um, rise to such an extent that the corals, uh, the corals themselves start dying. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, corals are animals, you know, they, 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 they expire, you know, they breathe, so to speak. So expire, respire. And, and at the same time, this appear to seem to be uh, almost like stone, but when they uh, go through this bleaching effect, they actually turn white and die off. And then after a few uh, weeks, you'll see some algae growing and that's now they're completely dead. Okay. And this has been happening uh, successively uh, over the past few years. The first major coral bleaching effect, uh, effect that happened globally uh, was noted in 2016. And uh, for months now, in 2023, we've had um, scientists around the world tell us that there is an incoming global bleaching event happening because of raised uh, temperatures uh, in the ocean. And so th this particular bleaching event is going to hit the Kenyan coastline from February 2024 uh, to around April 2024. And unfortunately, um, there's little we can do to mitigate that at, on this end of the, the that event. Uh, we can't we can't drop the uh, ocean temperatures, and we won't be able to prevent that bleaching uh, bleaching event from happening. And so, what Green Trace intends to do is to uh, respond and restore the corals after the event, and. Um, we are applying the, the uh, quite a number of uh, scientific approaches to doing this. One of them involves replanting spores, um, using uh, technology to attach them uh, better, to use substrate. We have quite a number of approaches that we, uh, we intend to deploy. But in the meantime, we know that we can't prevent this event from happening. So how Green Trace's decentralized application works is that we are applying the fintech infrastructure and the, also the, the space provided uh, in terms of data um, uh, uh, storage and also data monitoring, that verification process. We're calling it the Internet of Trusted Things. And we are going to deploy that uh, uh, as a decentralized application to um, attach data from sensors uh, in the water that will sink in the water, that monitor the water temperature, the water pH, and also monitor the, the, the corals themselves, even as we 
uh, uh, replant and restore. And we believe that data will be able to help us understand this particular event better. It will be able to help us identify future spots where the corals will be sick or will be affected by a bleaching event. Um, and it will also help us be able to uh, respond uh, adequately, you know, by uh, noting what diseases would uh, arise uh, for the corals and making sure that they are resilient. Um, and that fintech aspect also allows us to engage the local communities. And so we are going to create a circular economy uh, where we engage the local communities to assist us in replanting mangroves, replanting and restoring the corals and also helping us plant seagrass. And all of that is the green economy that is going to be coming to the COI network in about two or three months. All right, Neil, any other questions? Awesome. Thank you very much for this uh, long but very like um, good answer. You know, like there's a lot of information there. I hope you guys are enjoying it so far. Right. Uh, I think that we can actually use this question that I got over here right now until Warren will join us. So, Betty, tell us, um, how can people get involved in Koi Jumia DAO, either as an investor, developer, or end user? Okay, great. This is a good question, too. Um, so, um, getting involved, well, of course, we have our, our group link, um, and I think that Neo has given that link in one of the uh, tweets that he has sent out. Um, and so, you know, you start by joining our Telegram group, get to know people. A lot of our members are from other ecosystems. You know, we are creating one ourselves, you know, at Koi uh, Network. But a lot of our members come from across the Antelope ecosystem. And for those who don't know, Antelope is a protocol that Koi uh, Network is deploying. And Antelope is a proto protocol that is used by a number of other blockchains. And that includes Telos blockchain. It also includes Wow. Uh, UX and EOS. Um, and so uh, these are huge community uh, communities out there that also share that uh, protocol with us. Um, and, um, you know, uh, uh, in, uh, in the few months that are coming, we, we do intend to join the Antelope Alliance. But in the meantime, if you want to get involved, uh, please join our Telegram group, uh, get with the vibe inside there, ask your questions. You will have direct access to team members from the Koi Network Corporate um, and also members of the Koi Jumia DAO. The other thing that I wanted to mention uh, is that... We do have uh, a process uh, right now where we are looking for people who are willing to, you know, donate their time and be part of the, uh, the DAO journey. And so we are looking for people who are willing to join us uh, and be part of our startup committee at the Koi Jumia DAO as an advisor, as a committee member. It doesn't matter. Whatever your interest speaks, if you want to uh, be part of this journey, Please shoot us an email. You'll get the link in one of the tweets that uh, Neil will pin for us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I just actually pinned it uh, at the top of it. You can swipe 
left swipe right and you will see the pinned pinned post over there i'm just um checking the comments as well but so far there is um yeah there there was just like um just the two of them so this part we we got out but if you guys want to ask questions yeah do it this is the the best time to do that actually because uh when uh, Warren will join us we will continue with um another um you know with another questions that we have prepared over here so yeah this is the best moment to ask questions to Betty and she will answer to you but if there is no more questions then i'm gonna then i'm gonna use one that i have over here let me check let me check okay um so i'm gonna use this question actually uh so betty tell us what are the kinds of businesses that you see being hosted on Coin network and working in partnership with Coi. How do you see the Coi Jumia DAO playing a role in supporting these businesses online? Well, that's a very good question, um, and of course, we are going to have the same, you know, sort of question come up again when Warren comes around. Um, but uh, just to give you an idea of how I visualize it, you know, we have so many gaps in Africa that uh, Coin Network's infrastructure um, definitely meets. Um, so I'll give you an example of um, a business. Well, it's not really a business, um, a, a charity. Um, so if you're dealing with charities, right, uh, one of the challenges you have, let's say your charity um, you know, uh, provides universal be- uh, uh, a universal basic income model, all right? And... I think that you've heard of these kinds of charities that give out a basic income, you know, to see what differences they'll make in uh, a a village economy. Um, So let's assume your charity uh, wants to do that, but, you know, uh, but also track how, that money is spent because you know, if you just send the money, (laughs) you, they can spend it anyhow they want. Okay. Um, And so you want to be sure that that money is spent specifically for grains, cereals, oil, cooking oil, uh, uh, and so on. And so you'll go to the, the, the vendor, the merchant. Okay. And you will tell them, listen, I'm going to uh, uh, do vouchers for your goods. And when any person with one of my vouchers comes to your shop, just sell them the goods and you will get paid. Okay. And the vendor is like, what? Okay. I, I don't want it in funny money. I don't want, (laughs) I don't want it in crypto. I want it in Kenya shillings. Okay. So if they come here and they want to, uh, uh, buy something, your voucher better give me in Kenya shillings. And you're like, okay, I can do that. So the Koi network approach uh, is to allow the, the charity set aside that fund and also uh, d- uh, generate vouchers uh, and send those vouchers to individual wallets. And when that voucher is redeemed at the merchant's uh, till, uh, you know, the, the merchant receives it in the local currency of choice. 
Sorry, one second. I'll be right back. Okay, not a problem. Maybe, maybe uh, this might be something important. So let me just uh, improvise here. You know, I'm just checking your comments as well. Also, actually, for those of you who will uh, join us, um, like uh, join us, um, will listen to this uh, X Spaces replay, right? All of the uh, posts that I pin, I'm, I'm also sharing that in comments as well. So you will be able to see them as well if you will be interested about getting getting more um, more information right about um, coin network I will also um, repeat again that if you guys um, would like to follow uh, coin network and coin Junior on social media that will be awesome we will really appreciate um, any follow any like any share any anything basically you know we are a startup and we just uh, trying our best to be more visible online and that more Mm, we will get more reach basically like you know more impressions more reach because you know in these days it's um it's not that easy uh for startups to like um you have to spend a lot of probably a lot of um funds to you know to be visible and we are trying to do some stuff like organically as well we are because we are just like uh, starting, uh, that's how startup actually is, you know, <laughs> as far as, as far as I'm oriented, you know. So basically, um, I'm going to check more questions here. Is there is any more, uh, questions around here? Okay. Gigi's got a more question. This part, this one I would left for, for later mm, as well. We're still waiting for Warren to join us. I hope that uh, he will join us, you know, and we will, um, we can con continue here with, um, with the show for you because that was the main thing. But, you know, there was some, um, there is some sometimes the technical issues or the timing issues can can arrive so um that's 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 what it is i don't know if uh betty is back betty are you there or not let's let's uh i'm back i'm here check that out. all right okay do you want to continue please um, yeah, I'm just uh, just got a um, shout out from Warren. I think you should be here in a, two seconds. All um, right, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, so uh, if you can, uh, if you remember, actually, where did you stop with, oh, yes. with the I last question? About the okay, I was about the vouchers. Okay, so, Warren so, is here. So, I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna give him a speaker thing, and you can continue with. Uh, with uh, answer, continue with answering the last question, please. Thank you. 
Yes. So I was talking about the voucher system and how it would work. Um, and so because of the way we have designed Koi, we should be able to allow people to receive funds in the local currency. Um, and, and that's a very key element, uh, which matters a lot because uh, it, it reduces the friction. It re- reduces barriers to entry uh, uh, to blockchain for people who have no background uh, in, 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 the, in the technology or knowledge. And I think that's very critical for Koi. I'm so glad to see you here, Warren, and uh, welcome. Yeah, I just sent you a speaker invitation. I'm going to click it again. And, or just send it to me and I will accept it because this has to be done so you can speak. So please send it to me or just accept uh, my invitation. If you are there, please. And in the meantime, uh, yeah, Betty, you want to add something so far? Ah, there it is. I think there it is. Hello. Hello, sir. How are you? Oh, good. I've had, I've had problems in the past getting on, I'm on a computer, and I couldn't find the uh, spaces on the phone. It's... <laughs> So I'm supposedly a Twitter expert and wrote the first book about Twitter. Um, I don't know whether... Amazing, amazing. Welcome. I changed the name of my book from Twitter Revolution to X Revolution. And it doesn't sound right. Um, Anyway, uh, but that's my my background. But uh, still always have the technology problems. And uh, thanks to time zone differences, they planned this uh, to start right in the middle of um, of my... uh, major presentation someplace else. But that's over. I'm here, and I stay as long as you need me. We appreciate your presence here. Thank you very much for joining us, Warren. And I think that we will just continue with the show, right? So let's get into it. Uh, First of all, Warren, welcome to Coin Network. Uh, Can you tell us a bit more about yourself, please? Thank you. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm best known for the for writing the first book about Twitter, uh, that that old name, and uh, and social media back in the aughts. Um, and uh, at that time, I had been a online community person for many years. I first got online in 1981 uh, and uh, first started doing interaction on uh, on CompuServe and bulletin board service, services back then. And so much more difficult, harder to do and all through modems. And uh, so when the Internet came along, I was in a in a related industry, uh, entrepreneur uh, servicing of hardware. And uh, and so uh, that concluded about, oh, 20 years ago. And when I got into uh, uh, just doing nothing but online. So I am the ultimate remote worker. Uh, wherever I go, I'm working on that. And then, uh, more important to uh, this community, I wrote a book called Billions Rising about how the their, the global poverty was disappearing as people with self-reliance took care of things. The number one thing I learned, I, I knew this before, but I really hit home there, was that the solutions are locally generated. And what I can do is help and support 
I'm an expert um, and I, I'm not feet on the ground. I'm an expert that can help, but I can't tell you what to do. I can help you know what to do to make the right decisions when you're trying to grow. I think that the, the coin network is going to be like, you know, the, the great catalyst of exponentially growing in all, all throughout Africa. And then I think that affects the whole globe. So I'm excited to be a part of this project. Amazing. Thank you very much for uh, all that uh, information from you. I think I can uh, identify here a bit. I was using internet since 1995, so very early too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got another question to you. Uh, you have been an ex. You kind of uh, talk about it already, so let's just extend it a bit. You have been an expert on building online business using social media for decades. How would you assess the potential for businesses like Koi to leverage themselves online as well as for the organizations working in the Koi network ecosystem? Well, I'd say if I w if I was advising a business like I've owned before. Uh, and it was located anywhere in Africa. I know that the that uh, my business, uh, for instance, I, I'm in the United States, and in the '90s, my business started get, doing business online. At at first, we were able to put up a website and get some phone calls, and people reluctant to even give us their credit card information by phone. Uh, and as that grew, and we were able to do more of that, we we never really got into e-commerce. We, but we were able to do more and more business for the places we could go. And we learned that we had limitations. There are 50 states in the United States. Alaska and Hawaii are separated from the rest of the continent. We weren't able to do business there. If I'd have found a courier to be able to go to those locations, I would have been able to ship a lot better. Fast forward to today, what we're looking at is you guys to be able to ship between countries and transfer money between countries have so many obstacles that are there that uh, we can just leapfrog everything that the rest of the world's been through and, and connect everybody up to uh, what, what you'll recall as being called the information superhighway back in the 90s. Um, it is infrastructure that is going to allow things to go instantly. And the thought of instead of having to pay 10% on, on a money transaction or the paperwork or the having to go outside uh, the continent and then back for money transfers is, is one that uh, Richard has talked about. I just look at, look at those things and I say, I can remember when I had to ha do handwritten forms to be able to ship something. And when we got it on computer, how that streamlined what we did, our shipping went from being hours a day to minutes a day. And, um, and I've seen that transaction happen again and again Uh, it's the same thing that happened when we got mobile, and it's what we talked about in the in the Twitter Revolution book, uh, which interestingly is still relevant today, other than the name, uh, because it, what we were talking about is the future was going to be mobile, and it was going to be connections to the people you want to be connected to. So it, it's uh, now when I wrote Billions Rising, and I was talking about this kind of stuff, we were always thinking in terms of how can we How can, how can the U.S. do business with, with Kenya, for instance? And, uh, and we're thinking in terms of that. 
I had never really got the, got a picture of how Kenya doing business with Uganda is much more important than whether or not you can do business with the U.S. We may have more money over here, but uh, it's much easier to trade and transact, especially for a local business. And so having, I would say anybody should be getting hooked up to the network um, just to be able to take crypto in general. We've seen in El Salvador, they gave up on, they were using the U.S. dollars, their currency. They gave up on on uh, having any currency of their own and accepted the dollar and Bitcoin. And so Bitcoin is legal tender in El Salvador. It's not without its problems. Bitcoin is volatile, et cetera, et cetera. All that's fixed with the, with the coin uh, token is that you won't ever have to actually have to do a transaction in coin. So um, it's just, I think the greatest thing of technology is where it reduces friction. It's not, oh, wow, we've got a new, new technology. That's not what's important. What's important is, can I do business faster, cheaper, uh, and with more people? And all of those apply to what, what this project is. Again, that's why I get so excited about it. Absolutely. Uh, technology should help us uh, in a day-to-day uh, activities, right? Right. Uh, and it should be useful. Look for where it reduces friction. I mean, I've done this even with paper. I'll give you an example. I did warranty work for a, a major manufacturer. And we had people walking in across the, across the transom, bringing their broken uh, printer. And we would fix them. And it was pop, pop, do this. It takes 10 minutes. But we couldn't do them at, while they waited. We had, to, we had to get our crew together and the parts and whatnot like that. And we were having a real bottleneck because all of these machines looked exactly alike. We put in a little bit of paperwork and a spreadsheet. And we, we reduced the, the looking for a machine time. It's embarrassing when somebody walks in and says, I would like to have my machine. And I look at 20 of them and I can't tell the difference. Um, <laughs> so we started putting a label on machine and, uh, you know, using the serial numbers in the database. And we invented a little system to do that. I've always thought of that as, as how um, by reducing the friction, people started spending money. As if we were, our person taking the input and filling out the form could then say, do you want to uh, get, do you want to get ink for your printer? And then most of them would say, well, yes, if it needs it, I'll pay for the ink. We didn't have to get pre-approval for that, uh, which was phone calls back and forth and hassle. Ever since that, I've always looked at all business problems as where can I, to get more efficient, optimization is all about reducing the friction. And so start applying everything you can to where the, um, you know, where Koi is going to be able to reduce your friction. And you'll find many more than I will because I don't know any particular business, but that's how I would be advising a, a small business today. Sure. Thank you very much. Yeah, I personally been born in 80s, so I kind of remember world without internet, dot matrix printers and everything on paper as well. So I, can, I definitely can identify here and understand what you're talking about <laughs> in that case. Okay, um, I would like you to answer another question here that I got for you. 
Um, what are the kinds of businesses that you see being hosted on Koi Network and working in partnership with Koi? How do you see the Koi Jumia DAO playing a role in supporting these businesses online? I think it's, it's just a matter of, again, it's, it, you've got to focus on where you can reduce friction. So it's everywhere. When I teach people um, in conferences and seminars and even in online Twitter conversations, I always think of what the very simple business model is. And for me, that's a dry cleaner. Uh, you know, a laundry would be the same thing, whatever you have where, where you are. Um, and uh, and that somebody brings the clothing in, wants it handled. And it was just like our printer example, they want something done and it's very simple. And it's always been okay. Because when you start out, you can do business and, and just, you know, somebody comes in, you say, I'll take care of that. And when you get done, they hand you the money and you hand them the product and it's, and it's done. If you want to grow, you need to be able to scale so that somebody who has never done it before can do it. So think in terms of what is, a, is an everyday transaction that is hindered. Um, I saw the example the other day of somebody going to a grocery store and not being able to check out with the kind of mobile payment that they had. And so, I, you know, if I was the guy running the grocery store, I'd be looking for not only how I can put uh, the put Koi as an accepted coin or whatever the 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 local currency is, uh, the e shilling or whatever, um, and but not only being able to accept it, but to be able to look at how that cuts down on the overhead on the friction of what else you do. Because now, um, I believe, you should be able to send a message to somebody. So building a list of everybody that, that has, has bought something from you becomes very easy. And maybe it, uh, in other things like an email uh, or social accounts, it becomes who you can blast to and send your specials to. But on a financial network, maybe keep that to just be able to announce th- simple things like... Uh, you know, we, we, we have it. One of the things is how long it's been since somebody has been there to, to use your services. So um, if somebody gets a haircut uh, from the barber and they go, um, they go every X number of days to have the hair trimmed and a woman has long hair and decides she's not going to go every 10 days. She's going to go every 10 weeks something like that, you, there's a pattern to whatever that is. And um, worked with one um, uh, hairstyle, single person, who then was able to start keeping track of that based on length of hair. A woman with short hair has her hair cut different than a woman with long hair, and then could tell. And if they didn't come in and the time they were supposed to come in, she sent them a postcard. And now with these networks of being able to build communities and know where the people are, you can, you can automate all that. So it's been X number of days since you had your car serviced. <laughs> and you can find out where your, who your very best customers are and what happened to them. So I, I think building systems like that is immensely uh, profitable to do. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's hard for me to think about that when I get to think about just the mere fact that it's going to be able to work and I'm going to be able to 
now sell to countries I wasn't able to sell to, uh, and, uh, and, and have contracts that, uh, aren't, uh, aren't lost in the, uh, in the trying to, uh, uh, communicate. I was just reading about, uh, uh, about Russia in the, in 1930s and, uh, they were getting ready to go to war and the communications, they had a partnership with Japan and from Moscow to Japan, there's a long train and they had to put a packet of top secret papers on there and hope that it didn't get stolen. Um, and I was thinking like, how could they ever do anything? And how are we, how could we ever today think that there was any reason to have violence or a war? Because communication solves all those kind of problems. And uh, again, applying that back here, when you can communicate, it just drops so many, so many of the problems. So communication is number one. And then of course, some of the marketing stuff on top of that. Absolutely, yes. Uh, the communication we've got in these days is definitely uh, fast and uh, you have ability to do that in, like basically in seconds. And the same should be with uh, transactions, right? It should sure. be fast. It should be like you just click and it's there, right? Blink, blink of an eye, you know, the same as yeah. the, you're sending messages. That's because we live in, it's 2023, right? Um, the world goes forward and technology goes forward. Absolutely. Well, yeah, thank you, you. I'll tell you how it is. I started with Amazon when they were brand new buying products. And if I could sit down at Amazon and spend a couple of hours, I knew that I'd get a better price and it was an easier experience than getting in the car, driving to the mall and going to a bookstore. And I love books and buy, buy lots of books. But um, I found that it was just so much more engaging to, to do that while I sat at home. Today, if I want to buy a book, if you mentioned a book in conversation without missing anything of the conversation, I just did this uh, two days ago. I was in a meeting. They mentioned a book. It was a book I'd heard of long ago. Uh, and uh, they were quoting the guy. And I said, I used to teach that. And I haven't heard of it in a decade. I need to find out about that. And I looked it up online. Uh, and got the correct uh, way to the quotation. Uh, I'll, I'll do that in some future session we have together, but that's not the point. At that time, I go like, I wonder about his book. And I check out, and Amazon was able to tell me I hadn't bought it. I was able to order a copy. I was also able to get it onto my Kindle and find out that, you know, that was a discount, good program. And uh, I did that all in less time than it took to tell you about it while still paying attention in the meeting uh, because I just a couple of clicks here and there and it gets, and it, you know, and it keeps getting easier. Google says they would like to be able to sit, to supply you with a, with a search result that was send you right to the website you want. That would be their ultimate goal. You think about something, they have it for you. Amazon, Jeff Bezos has said he would like to be able to ship something to you when he anticipates that you need it. And then, you know, with, with, uh, with returns, being able to take the thing back. I know that's not available in a lot of the countries in Africa, that, but the, the thing that's going to be able to, to be the basis for that is going to be this network. 
somebody will be able to build very fast e-commerce transactions. And I know you have some of the mobile stuff that works. Richard has told me about things that work in Kenya better than here for ordering somebody on a motorbike to bring something to you. But uh, having the whole world at your fingertips is such an empowering feeling. And I'm, I'm grateful for it every day. And so and, and I just know how that empowers my life that I don't, you know, I don't leave my house unless I'm leaving my house for something fun. <laughs> so, uh, and I know that, uh, you know, I, to provide that to a billion more people just excites me, don't it, no end. Absolutely, absolutely. I think the same, yeah. If we are able to build communities, if we are able to have fast transactions and that kind of stuff, then definitely um, we are going forward, right? Mm -hmm. um, definitely, yeah. Thank you very much for your, for your answer. Um, I got another, um, let me see, I think I got another two questions, actually. So I will, we will not keep you, keep you here for very long because we know you are, a, you are a busy person and we just want to um, not, not keep you here for very long. So uh, this question is for uh, Betty and you as well. So I think I will allow Betty to answer for it first and then you can add something to it. Um, building an ecosystem for blockchain businesses is at the heart of the Koi Jumia DAO and in this regard, having governance and activities towards supporting our community businesses is critical. What kind of democracy do you see working best for the Koi Jumia DAO? Is it a weighted vote based on number of tokens held or issuing a single governance token to each member? So I'm going to ask uh, to Barry to answer first, if, if you would like to. Yeah, well, um, this, is the, this is the million dollar question on how does a decentralized uh, autonomous organization govern itself? And you know the irony, actually, when I think about it, because, you know, Coin Network itself is more or less uh, centralized in the sense of, and I mentioned this earlier, in terms of how the infrastructure is um, is built and then how it works. It's a permissioned and private chain. Um, so then, being a decentralized uh, organization that is the eco is part of the ecosystem of a centralized blockchain becomes very interesting, doesn't it? Um, so we've seen, if we look at other public chains, we've seen how the voting system can be weighted. In other words, it depends on how many. Uh, tokens you own. So usually the whales dominate the voting process. So whenever proposals come forward from the community and the, the, and these proposals are touching on uh, uh, funding, spend, uh, and activities, you'll find that the people with the most tokens will carry the day in terms of whether that proposal will be passed or not. And that's the kind of democracy that works in those chains. Um, is it fair? I, I have my, my feelings around it because I feel that um, having uh, whales dominate uh, uh, community votes um, really uh, uh, prevents the, the community from being able to execute the, uh, proposals that are 
outside the whale's interest. But at the same time, you have to look at it this way. The whale has the most to lose. <laughs> you know, he's the one who has uh, or she has, is the one who has uh, invested the most. So they have the most to lose when community funds or public funds are, are spent. And so their, their opinion should matter. Um, the other approach that was mentioned is uh, governance tokens, which is one token, one user. All right. So there's a problem with this one. And the problem is that some users have more than one account. All right. And, you know, because, of course, the, there is that uh, anonymous nature of uh, blockchains, uh, you don't know <laughs> whose account is which one. Um, so you can't say, hey, you, Betty, have five accounts. Why do you want five tokens? And so um, these are the challenges that the startup committee are going to be addressing in terms of uh, when, we, when we are building up this DAO and we're setting those, uh, the governance processes and how we are going to be uh, and, and how we're going to create our laws. Um, and I'm looking forward to hearing from people from diverse backgrounds. We all think we know democracy until it comes to when it's money. <laughs> when it's money involved, now the democracy becomes, you know, a very serious matter. How, how are you governing yourselves? Um, but I will say my opinion is that, yes, we should have governance tokens. And yes, it should be one. Everyone should get one. But then I think... <laughs> and I'm going to propose this, but I think that people should earn governance tokens on top of that. But I think that you, the more you contribute to their community, the more activities you get involved in, the more uh, you know, time you give to helping the community structure itself and do processes, because there's so much work, um, then yeah, you should earn, you should be able to earn a governance token and have a say in the, in the spend of community funds. That's my opinion right now. Of course, it might change significantly as we go into building the, the, the DAO uh, startup committee and, you know, as we speak to uh, strategic advisors like Warren. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm interested in hearing what Warren has to say about governance in, in DAOs as well. Yes, Warren, would you like to add something to it, please? Oh, Thank definitely. You. I, I, I am definitely... I am not an expert at, at, at DAOs or uh, that sort of thing, but I've been involved in a few. And what I, you know, first of all, what I like is not having a company tell you what to do. There's not a CEO pushing and things. On the other hand, that's its biggest potential flaw because if you make if you make the governance too much of a of a democracy, that's basically mob rule, and so. No matter whether you give one token per account or one token per human being or make them qualify in some way. I really like what Betty was saying about people who contribute more. It's more than just how much they invest or how much money they have, how many tokens they have. So you can set rules however you want. That's the beauty of a DAO. You can set whatever the contract is that you decide it's going to be. It's also so distributed and so... Um, frictionless to, to set up that if there is a, a divide where it really becomes a split, it can be, somebody can create another DAO um, and go do what they want to do. And, and people can vote by moving their tokens back and forth 
or you can make it hard to move tokens back and forth. You can set whatever rules you want. Contrast that with government where a national government or even a regional government, a city government, whatever has to set certain rules and then have to stay the same until you elect people and representatives. That's a years long process. DAOs can be happening very, very fast. Um, and so to me, number one thing is that they are as distributed as possible so that if I want to do something, I'm not hindered by the cent a central committee deciding what I can and can't do. So as much freedom as possible that way. And then in, in items of governance, and I would hope that the budget of what gets moved around and stuff is not somebody going after money of where, the cent where there's a central pool of money because money will corrupt for sure. And so, you know, if it is the people that are elected as the governing board get to spend all of the money that is transacted by the rest of the people, but that, that's, that would be described as what a communist or socialist type of government is. And, it, and for business, that just doesn't work uh, because I, just like me telling you in Africa what to do, I have a whole lot of expertise and experience that, that, give, that gives me a position where I don't feel bad about giving you advice, but I also am wise enough now to know that I can't dictate what you should do if I treated everybody here as uh, somebody who I could uh, control and tell what to do. That just wouldn't work that way. Uh, you know, colonization is, works that way. Um, and many companies work that way. I think the company of the future will be people get together with the freedom to be there and to leave. And that um, the draw of being belonging to any community or a DAO or anything should always be that people don't feel forced to be there. Well, I have this investment and now I'm forced to participate because it will go downhill without me. And I'm just doing this and it's the drudgery of something I have to do. That shouldn't be right. It should be, I am, I look forward every day that I am able to contribute something to the uh, Koijunium. I'm going to learn how to pronounce that word. Jumia. Jumia. I know it sounds so easy when you say it and I look at it on the screen and I try to add an extra syllable in it or something. My I need some time to figure out as well. I need some time yeah. as well. But I think I got there finally. Yes, and it's like, it's, 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 um, it, the, it's the freedom. We are all here together on this Twitter spaces because we choose to be. I don't think anybody was paid to be here or forced to be here in any way. We're here because we want to be. And so that's the way all business and all life should be when you can. Um, it's much more freedom than we know we, than we, know we have because it's, uh, it's intellectual, um, a personal, internal freedom. You know, um, you, I could be calling in from a jail cell and it would be, I would still be free. Uh, I may not be free to leave the room, but I'd be free to participate because I'm using my mind and my voice here. And so um, the more freedom we can give people, the more, the more good things will happen. I believe that, you know, mankind is, is generally good. Human race is a, is a good race, and I hope we win. I think we're winning. We pretty much dominate the planet now. 
and I think can continue to have progress is let good people do good things. And yes, there has to be rules and laws and, and uh, contracts to be able to help people remember to, to do the right thing. Uh, you know, there has to be some of that. Um, and of course, you know, we, we want to take murderers off the street. You know? So there are reasons to have rules, but whenever you can, can lean towards freedom of letting somebody try something, it'll work fine. I know one of the things that holds back uh, development is that when uh, it must be approved. So if I want to, if I wanted to create a, um, a community and allow you to build on it, I would say go build what you want, and approval doesn't have to be there. Some uh, things that work in that kind of governance is like the Apple, um, uh, the store where you download the apps, App Store. Um, you know, that there is lots of people offer something for free and let it be downloaded. Lots of people uh, charge for something and Google takes way too much money, but they, they deserve some for putting it together. And, uh, but uh, however that's, that's work, they still have the governance of being able to go in and say, if somebody is trying to scam or spam or hurt people that download the app, Apple could take it out. When Apple starts trying to tell us, well, we don't think you should play games, and so we're not going to let you download games anymore. (laughs) That would be wrong. Uh, You know, it wouldn't be profitable for them either, but it would be be wrong for them to tell us how I use my phone. Uh, And so I I think wherever you can, open it up and make it as free as possible. Uh, So it's a philosophical thing to me. Uh, and I, I agree with Betty that uh, there's no good balance of who should have how many tokens. But if you can keep that down to uh, paying for participation and and uh, uh, not you know paying in votes, not paying in in cash or tokens, uh, you know paying the ability to govern based on somebody that is participating. So you don't have an absentee person that happens to have the most tokens. This saying, no, don't make any changes. It's, it's not worth my while to vote on it. So you, you'd have to have some balance of that. And if it doesn't work, there will be another down come up uh, again in the future. Absolutely. Thank you very much for your answer. Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, decentralization and freedom is, it's very important, in, especially in these days. That's mm-hmm. what I will just just finish uh, that one. Okay, I got uh, the last question on my list, and then we can have a look on the questions from the audience. So if anyone got any more questions, then this is the time to leave them in comments. So uh, on my list, it's that one. Um, yeah, actually, as our event starts to wind down slowly, what will you be working on over the next few months? Koi Jumia Dao will be looking to gain status as a legal entity and set up Dao processes. Do you see yourself joining the startup committee? Is that a question for me? Yes, please. Yes, I think yes, yes I think please. So. Yes, I. Well, I feel like I'm in the community now. I'm here. <laughs> so, yes, I. 
I I do not understand the particulars of of this as much as I do koi. And as I you know, I'm just getting involved here, but I like where you're going. And and usually I, I judge based on people. And so based on Betty alone, it's something I want to be involved with. Um, and I what that involvement means, I don't know, but I you know. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, and I would be out to build the community in some way. Awesome. We really appreciate that. We really appreciate your time and your effort. And uh, we would uh, love to hear more of your knowledge because it's, it's big. I can hear it's big. I can hear it's definitely big. Thank you for that. Okay, let me check out the comments then. So... Um, Gigi got a question here, uh, and Betty and you, Warren, you can both um, uh, answer if you would like. Can you provide insights into the future development plans and any upcoming features or enhancements that users can look forward to? So I'll take that one. Um, so what's coming up? Uh, we, we will be having a technical road, roadmap rollout soon. Uh, but in the meantime, I, I want to talk about, uh, our next phase, uh, which is, uh, we are inviting, uh, early investors to, to join, uh, the herd, so to speak. At Koi, we, we, we consider ourselves a herd. Um, and so, um, and that's going to be coming up very, very soon. Uh, we do have uh, a rollout date for that. And so um, if you have USDT, USDC, get your coins ready and uh, we will be ready to receive you shortly. Um, and in that regard, um, there's some secret <laughs> that I'm, I'm not supposed to speak about it, but I will. I'll hint at it. All right. Um, so uh, you should be able to see um, some very interesting developments around our wallet very, very soon um, in regards to in the invitation to Ali investors. And then uh, uh, further to that, uh, Ali next year, we expect to be um, uh, 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 at the uh, exchanges. Um, and so we're working towards that. We're, we're actively working towards that. Um, Yes. So, um, in terms of how does the wallet work and so on, I'm not at liberty to go into detail. <laughs> But what I'll say is, um, if you have a chance to go check out our coin network, uh, website, you should be able to look at the app. Uh, there is a, a, a link right there and, uh, you should be able to have a look at that. And like I said earlier, You learn more when you come to our Telegram channel and have a discussion one-on-one -on -one with our CEO, our CTO. The team is right there, ready and waiting to speak to you. Beautiful. Thank you very much for that, for that answer. And I've got the last question here. And I think we can uh, like finish the show. So the last one is... What is the role of the native token within the coin network ecosystem and how does, does it incentivize user participation or contribute to the network's functionality? 
Wow, who asked that? <laughs> I need to speak to them directly. <laughs> That's a very, very tough question. But luckily for us, I can see our CEO is right here. <laughs> Richard, could you help me out um, uh, and, uh, in answering this uh, this question? Um, and Neil, could you please uh, offer? Of course. Richard, um, yes, of course. Yeah. That's what I'm doing right now. Yes. Invite to speak. Here we go. Okay, Richard, just uh, accept the invitation, please. And we can have the CEO right here, right now. Okay. I just send the invitation, maybe. Yeah, sometimes um, X spaces got a glitch in matrix, you know. Sometimes you have to wait a bit. I'm just checking if there is any any more questions here, maybe, until we get Richard to jump on the microphone. Or maybe there is some, let's see, Richard? Hmm. I don't know if that's the, if there is some technical issue there or because I just, okay, I'll do that again. And let's see what will happen. Perhaps Richard was listening to one of my answers and fell asleep. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, your your knowledge and your expertise here, uh, I don't think that you can fall asleep on it. I'd love to hear from Richard. Absolutely, me too. It's just the, the matter of if that's working or not. Because I just sent the invitation again. Richard... So he's commented and said that his network is not very good. Ah, okay. I get it. Okay. So while we're waiting for him, let's hear that question again while I try and break it down in my head. <laughs> it's a tough one. Yeah. Oh, you want me to, to read it again? Okay. Yes, please. Yes, please. Where, where is it? Ah, it's here. What is the role of the native token within the coin network ecosystem and how does it incentivize user participation or contribute to the network's functionality? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's multiple questions in one question. Okay. What is the role of the native um, firstly, the native um, has a specific behavior uh, within the network um, as, as uh, a part of the infrastructure. Um, and uh, of course, it's been said the tokenomics have been set at 1 billion tokens in total. Um, and of course, uh, that's been segmented. You have certain amounts set aside for founders. You have certain amounts set aside for our fair sale, 
um, and certain amounts that will be set aside to go to the the exchanges at a later date. Um, and of course, uh, these tokens are just like every other blockchain; they are minted. They're they're minted and also part of the uh, mining process, right? Um, and so, uh, a significant part sits with uh, with the with the chain um, in in uh, as part of the tokenomics. Uh, further to that, okay. So <laughs> the second part: How does it function? Um, it provides liquidity. So in all blockchains, there are transaction fees. If you go to, I'll give a very good example of Ethereum. If you go to Ethereum, you'll pay gas fees uh, for you to send ETH from one wallet to another. And those gas fees are hinged on what is called front running. In other words, um, it's hinged on uh, an approach to paying of uh, uh, those fees to node validators and the node validators will always go for the highest pay. It's just simple, you know, econo- uh, simple economics, supply and demand. So the highest pay um, will get the, the, the uh, node validator responding earliest. And so that's how their uh, transactions are verified uh, in Ethereum. And so you'll find that it can become costly. It can cost you $100 to send $30 on Ethereum. I'm I'm not saying that this is like normal, (laughs) you know, but you can find that it can be be that uh, uh, expensive because of, you know, the volume of transactions that are going through and the demand on the network infrastructure and the node validators' attention, okay? But with uh, uh, Coin Network, uh, there is no front running. All transactions are the same cost, Okay, and they are all validated uh, at the same speed. That's 40,000 transactions per second, right? So um, in order for uh, those transactions to work, there has to be a small token amount that is paid towards those transactions. And that's where uh, the coin native comes in. So how do people get involved and what's the incentive? The more tokens you have, uh, uh, especially for the businesses that come on board, the more tokens you have, the lower your gas fees because you've staked those tokens. Um, And of course, the gas fee already is low, so it can actually reach a point. And I'm not looking forward to this in the future. It will reach a point where it goes from negligible uh, or rather low right now to negligible to zero transaction costs for businesses. Um, Another incentive, of course, for investors is the staking rewards. And uh, we have a set uh, APR earning uh, per year um, that uh, will be announced. And, you know, and and of course, it's like you're earning interest by simply staking your tokens. Uh, The early investors, again, are obliged to uh, have their tokens staked for them uh, for a minimum period. Um, same with the investors, the founders, and uh, and the founders, uh, you know, there's a certain period of time that those tokens are staked, um, and and this is uh, the intention. There is to stabilize the economy to avoid inflation with too much flooding <laughs> um, in the ecosystem, uh, and, uh, and so and so on and so forth. So, 
have I answered? What was the last part of the question? I think I've answered it <laughs> sufficiently okay. well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, uh-huh. I finally figure out Richard to, yeah, it was like, uh, I don't know, some, some glitch. X spaces sometimes are not working as they're supposed to, but I think that Richard is here with us. Hello, Richard. How are you? Hi, um, I was just passing by, but um, I'll answer quickly on, on, on that question and then make my way. Um, yes, the, other, the other short answer to it is that um, the, the native token is going to be an intermediary exchange um, because one of the markets we're, we're chasing is the cross-border payments uh, within Africa. And currently, because the trading figures are quite low, it's quite difficult to have pairings for all the countries. There are 54 countries, there are 54 currencies. And um, the easiest way we've found, the easiest pathway is to provide uh, the token as an intermediary. So all the currencies will be paired to coin. Um, so when there's an exchange or transfer from one nation to another, there'll be a, like a double trade uh, into coin and out of coin on, 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 at the destination. Um in terms of uh, how users can participate, uh, over time, there'll come a point where that liquidity could actually be provided by holders of coin as opposed to uh, the, the blockchain organization. And it's something that we'd want to get to uh, fairly, fairly quickly. Um, just as an, as an example, um, if you're sending money, for example, from, from East Africa to West Africa, it's cheaper and quicker to send it to Europe or via Europe, then back into West Africa, then sending it directly. And that's why we feel by creating direct pathways between these countries, we'll be able to support trade and hopefully increase uh, the traffic just by being available. Uh, but that's, uh, that's a short answer to, uh, to that. Okay. Thank you very much for that for that answer and thank you very much for joining us. So I think that we don't have any more questions and we are here almost uh, one hour and a half. So I think that we can slowly, I mean, we can actually uh, wrap, how do you call it? Wrap up the show. Is that, is that the word? I think so. Yeah, just finish it basically. What do you think about it, Betty? I think that's okay. Let's just do one more uh, round and ask people if, in the audience if they have any questions. Um, in the meantime, I have a question for Warren. Um, so Warren, I mean, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't know if we've comprehensively covered this, but um, I have never read your book. <laughs> I'll be honest, I haven't. And and that's sad, uh, uh, but I will make a, an effort to read it. Um my question is, you know, um, when you look at online businesses such as Coin Network, um, how do you assess its viability? You know, how did what you know what makes you feel that this hits your criteria for potential businesses that you would want to be a part of? Um, number one criteria for me is people. I want to look at the mission of what the business is doing and how it works, but. I won't even consider it if I, if I don't have some faith in the people. And so 
once you know that it's people you can work with and can stand to work with or want to work with, um, you know, it's, uh, there are, are many businesses that do quite well, but I will not get involved, you know. <laughs> but we'll just use the extreme example, human trafficking. doesn't matter how good the uh, numbers are, I'm not going to get involved. Um, and so then you look at where the mission is and it's going to move things forward. I find... Uh, I, I, I am I am now a, a young 68 years old and expect to live to be 150. So I have lots of limited time in the in the world, just another 83 years. And uh, I want to use that time to make as much impact as possible, help as many people as possible, and to then have the joy of of relationships with as many of those people as possible. So uh, when I look at something. I very much look for those kind of parameters. Other people have other ideas. They may not. They may want to have the return in a very quick, quick time. Uh, they may want to uh, leave something as a legacy for future generations. There's a lot of what you want to do with your money. But when we look at the money as can we accumulate it and make money? That's not uh, you know. That's if you want to make money, you rob banks. Um, you know you. You know, you throw away your morals if money is all you care about. And it's best not to, care, not to worry about the money, but to figure out where you can have the most impact. Uh, for me, impact is uh, going to be done by business. So I look for projects where people are doing things that are going to affect a lot of people and allow for exponential growth. Today, we have um, technologies like AI, blockchain, nanotechnology, which we hardly hear anything about compared to the impact it's going to have of being able to do atomically precise manufacturing. And of course, we've all heard of AI and, and blockchain. We're on, on a, on a uh, spaces about blockchain. Um, that These things are going to just like combine together and something uh, you may have heard of Moore's law and the computing power being one and a half times as much per year or two times every 18 months. I don't know, I'm not really sure what that is, but computer power keeps doubling. The chip size keeps getting smaller. And silicon has run out of the ability to do that as of about next year, but there are still more things that are doing that even better, quantum computing and such. When you look at how that can change things, our computing power, our are the artificial intelligence, just look at the things that have come out in the last year. And then the technologies allowed by us reducing friction with things like Koi Networks, uh, you just say like things are going to happen a lot faster. So to stay in a business where what you hope to do is keep things the way they have been is, is just boring to me. Why, you know, when, when doubling every year is slow, I want to be doing 10x every year and something. And so I'm moving my investments and my time into projects like that. That's why I'm involved with Koi Network. I see, I see it growing exponentially, at least for some period of time. I don't know whether or not you fill up and everybody that needs it has it at some point, but that's way in the future and I don't need to worry about that. Um, I, I, have a, I have a business right now, free eBooks, uh, free hyphen ebooks.net where people can download books. And it's a great joy for me to know that some, uh, some child learning to read English 
somewhere in Africa can download a book and read it. I don't even know about it. It just happens. And it, it makes me have much joy to do that. And I, I, we are currently looking at the numbers there and saying, we impact 9 million people. Now, how could we make that, you know, not 9 billion, but definitely 90 million. Uh, and and uh, we are putting a plan in place to do that. And it's not just in the gross numbers, it's how much impact can we have in what we do. And so if, if somebody can learn from having a book, what can we do about them having an audio book? What can we do to go to the next thing? So just in every little thing I look at, I'm always looking, where is the exponential path? Okay, thank you very much for your answer. Um, yeah, I just check out. There is no more questions from the audience, so I think that we can uh, wrap up the show. Yeah, Betty, is that? Am I right here? Yes, I think so too. Thank you, everyone, for attending. Thank you for your very, very good questions, tough ones as well, and thanks, uh, Warren, for for coming and uh, being part of this with us, and Richard as well. Um, I'm very happy to have had this uh, conversation with you and looking forward to uh, engaging you and working with you uh, in the COIN network. I, I am delighted to be part of this community and support you any way that I, I can. We, we really appreciate that. Thank you, Betty. Thank you, Warren. Thank you, Richard, for joining us. Thank you very much, for the audience, thank you very much, guys, for being here with us as well on this basically first Koi Jumia Dao AMA on X Spaces. I was your uh, one of the hosts, uh, Neo, like from the Matrix, Neo Talks Web 3. <laughs> and uh, I think that's it. Thank you very much, guys, and see you on the next one. Bye bye.